Hello there listeners, welcome to the Bullpen Podcast. Now before we get started, I'd just like to quickly talk about Buzzsprout. So over the years, myself and Jamie have worked incredibly hard and refined the Bullpen Podcast into the stylish cultural phenomenon that it is today. But none of this would have been possible without Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout as a platform allows us to upload our finished work and host it on major services such as Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes and more. Simply put, without Buzzsprout, we would not have reached as many ears as we have. Once you sign up to Buzzsprout, you immediately get access to several hours worth of upload allowance a month, as well as an easy-to-navigate website and analytical data of every aspect of your podcast and all its listeners. If you sign up using our link in the podcast description, you'll find information on how to sign up and grab a $25 Amazon voucher courtesy of Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to get your podcast off the ground. Join over 100,000 podcasters getting their voices heard and sign up using our link today. Good evening, everybody. Hello. This is the Bullpen Podcast. Yes, bringing you another exciting episode of uh, some of our favourite uh, podcasters and human beings. Yeah, uh, and we've got another guest on this episode. We've got the uh, the multi-talented uh, and the extremely friendly Mr. Aaron Cooper. How are okay. you, sir? I'm doing well. I don't know about the extremely friendly part, but hey, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um so for the people that don't know, Aaron is a writer, journalist, musician, just all around, just a man of many talents, I think. I'm going to say probably a jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, they, they all say that, though. Yeah. You're just too modest. That's. No. <laughs> I, I've seen uh, what you can come up with. I've seen my uh, big brain works. Um, so I know you from... The Bearded Gentleman Music uh, group of writers, photographers. Um, how did you get started with those guys? Um, well, I used to, years ago, I used to make uh, funny videos on Facebook, just tearing the crap out of really bad pop music. And uh, one time someone said, how come you don't talk about what you like? And so just as a joke, I took a whole entire month and made a video every single day about an album that I liked and uh, I posted them on um, Twitter and uh, John, the one of the co-owners of bearded gentlemen, uh, really liked yep. them. And he's like, Hey, you should come and you know, write for us. And uh, that's how it started. So were you one of the, the first guest writers then for those guys? Uh, no, I, the site I think had been around since 2012 and this was probably like 2015, I think. So there was already a whole oh, bunch wow. of really, really good people. Uh, <laughs> I was like the new guy who didn't, wasn't that great. I had to kind of cut my teeth a little bit. So that's interesting. I always thought you were before me, but um, I think I, I was with those from around 2014. Yeah. So I must've been before you. Yeah. You see, you're one of my elders. You're one of the good writers that was there before. <laughs> 2013, I think. That's weird. I... Shortly after my graduation, you started with them. So there you go, it was, I was looking on um, Facebook memories, and it's actually this day, today, eight years ago. Nice. Um, that I think I think it was John. I think I'd sent him a, a copy of a, a review of a Warpaint album. Okay. Um, 
because I was looking for websites to write for and, and that sort of thing. And I, I just sent it to like a bunch of sites on on Twitter, and he got back, uh, emailed back, and said, "Yeah, looks good. Welcome aboard." <laughs> it's like yeah, John's great. He's uh, John's awesome. And he had, um, I mean, the website grew and grew from then on. I think, mm-hmm. um, in spite of your, I mean, at what ratings? <laughs> despite <laughs> despite me trying to drag it down, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't just. Um, reviews was it It was sort of a, a bit of everything on there there was like uh features there were people doing interviews people reviewing gigs festivals that sort of thing yeah yeah it uh it was all pretty much uh music in you know centric uh here in the past few years it's kind of expanded and done more movies and and books and i think uh Kendon, another writer uh one of another one of our mutual friends even did a couple game yep. reviews so it's been a little bit of everything um and you guys have got a podcast now i believe haven't you yes um originally one of the other writers had the the podcast the first of the month podcast but it kind of lay dormant there for a while and um and then they john just asked me like hey you should you know take us take it over and and uh, i i wanted to but i was i'm not really a good public speaker but uh i eventually so well i'll, I'll give it a try you know <laughs> So how how long has that been uh, going uh, on, Aaron? The first episode that I did, I was a guest on the other one a couple couple times, but uh, when I took it over, um, it was in June or July of last year. And instead of just taking it over, I wanted to do something a little different. So the change the name of it. Instead of the first of the month podcast, we uh, renamed it to Crushed Monocle Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's just me and John, and we, we talk about uh, stuff we listened to the month before, stuff we like stuff we hated and we've had a few guests and um yeah we're i think we just finished our seventh episode so oh nice yeah yeah i haven't burned it to um, the ground yet <laughs> <laughs> yet being the keyword uh, yeah <laughs> i'm sure you'll be fine <laughs> um so what about your your other websites that you write for 53rd and 3rd was that before uh, yeah, bearded gents yeah, it was around the same time. I think I, I first started writing for 53rd and 3rd, um, probably like in maybe January of 2015. And I started writing for Bearded Gentleman like around February. And both of those came from those YouTube videos that I posted. Both of those guys contact me from that. So, And I'm still writing for them too. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, that always we're... seems to be more of a um, like an indie uh, music website. Yeah. Or it, that's yeah, how it came it across to me anyway. Right. It doesn't really follow any kind of trends or it, the writers over there, just, you know, whatever they like, you know, that week. And uh, not so much last year, but up until last year, I was writing a, a new article for them every single Monday. So that takes out quite a bit, you know, for listening to stuff so much and having something to pull together there for every week. It's a little rough. You just don't stop writing. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm still going. um one of my favorite stories of yours i introduce you to everyone this way your (laughs) article on your infamous article i should say on uh 21 pilots (laughs) yeah yeah i uh i i wrote that article was in the summer of 15 i it was for a remix album that i don't think the band actually put out i think someone else put it out but uh i reviewed that and i was 
trying to be funny. Like I, it's a little exaggerated. A lot of the meanness that's in it and uh, the fandom for that band, like really took it personal. And still today, I think it's still, I think it's still the most viewed article on the site's history. <laughs> it, it is honestly, every time I'd, I'd write something, I'd look at like the weekly statistics and yours would still be like way ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's not really good. I tried to follow it up a few years later when they put out another album that the band actually put out an album and I tried to have a more of a critical uh, point, more serious, but I still think they were still, the fans still were kind of upset. So <laughs> it's like one of those care. things. They just, they just look at it each day and just, just make themselves angry. I think it's, there's no other reason. I, I wish I cared for something that much. I really do. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll, I'll wake up today and just make myself angry for no reason. That seems <laughs> yeah. like a, a good use of my time. Right. <laughs> um festivals mr cooper hmm. we uh we had an adventure at uh right fest i think it was was it 2016 2017 uh, i think it was it was either seven i think it was 17 I'm 17 sure. yeah um what does that festival mean to you in, in terms of because you're from chicago and yeah. chicago is home to a ton of like world-renowned festivals yeah but Riot Fest was the one I think. I mean, do you go to this one each year? Uh, yes. I well, I didn't go the past you know last year, obviously. But uh, yeah, mm. it's. Um, I think I'm the main demographic for that festival. Uh, Lollapalooza is probably the biggest that they have every year. That's mm-hmm. become like a little mixture of everything. As where Riot Fest is kind of a little bit of the older punks, I guess. <laughs> you know, the people that were teenagers <laughs> in the '90s, and uh, I mean, they focus on a lot of new stuff too, but. I think I'm just really into that demographic and it used to be a smaller festival that would take place throughout different venues in the city uh, for a week. Okay. But uh, then they, once they started putting it outside in one place, it kind of become a lot bigger than, than what it used to be. As for what it means to me, I mean, it's just, it's my, my scene. It's like my, the music that I, I love and I, uh, I take trying to help some of the smaller bands get exposure as much as I can. And it's just kind of my, my jam. I mean, you you rub shoulders with the likes of Gary Newman at, at this sort of thing. It's just like, yes, <laughs> it really is a festival for everyone. I mean, there was like, uh, like Gua was. I mean, Guaret they play every festival. Yes, yes, from, from the sounds <laughs> of it. But like Danzig, he he played a set there, and and yep. Nine Inch Nails. It was just like a, a who's who of of that scene. Like, I think, yeah, I think you hit it spot on there. Yeah, it was uh, that year was a really good one, and. Um... Yeah, I, I was really excited to meet David there, and every and he didn't stick with me the whole time. He was kind of off doing his own thing. Uh, about right. Judy, uh, Judy from the site was doing the photography for me, and we were kind of together all the time. But every time I'd run into to David, he'd always have a different drink in his hand. And it was sounds even more right. Sometimes it was a can, sometimes it was a bottle, and then I remember he had like this real tall drink. This one time, it was like in a like a foot and a half tall plastic bottle or something. I, I don't even re- know what it was, I but I think that may have been a full bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I seen him, he was drinking something else, but I don't think he was drunk. Uh, I don't the, think you were drunk. Th- this thing. is, this is what we do in this country. We, we drink and drink. And I think we just build a tolerance up <laughs> over the years. <laughs> we, we train for a big sesh. That's what we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was fun though. That that year was great. Um, we did. I think you did see Danzig with me that year, and you're like, "Well, I get to see Danzig. We'll see what it's about." Mm. And about 15 minutes in, you're like, "Well, I see what Danzig was about," and then he just failed and went to like Paramore or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I think there was there was some. I mean, this is every festival. There there are always clashes. Yeah, with with the bigger bands, and it's just unfortunate. I mean, Paramore. I think I'd made plans to see with someone else. Okay. And they'd bailed on me. So it's like, that's where I got the wine and thought, you know what? I'll just have a good time by myself. <laughs> we, did see, uh, we did see Taken Back Sunday together, though. Uh, yes, we did. We were pretty close. And I think you stayed for the whole set on that one. We were near the front. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, did you see Jawbreaker as well? I, think that I did. Was, that yep. must have been the last night, I think. Uh, yeah, I think they were the, the main headliners. Yeah, it was, that was a pretty emotional, exciting thing. Yeah. Are they from Chicago then? Um, I don't think so. Um, they could be. I don't know. But I re- <laughs> I do like them quite a bit. But it was one of those things I never thought I would ever see them live. Uh, because they broke up when I was, you know, way too young to really care. Mm. But um, I when I heard that they were getting back together for that. That was one of the big ones. And it was uh, pretty exciting. If you could plan any festival... What would be the dream headliners for you? Oh man, I don't know. A dream headliner, you know, like unlimited funds. You're in charge. You just pick your favorite three (laughs) bands. Oh man, if uh, my well, if I was going by my three favorite bands, would Super Drag would probably be number one. They're really tiny, so I don't. That'd be great if they would headline a festival like that. Um, I'd I'd probably try to bring Slayer back for for one, (laughs) and then. Man, I'm probably gonna have to do probably the Misfits again. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> That'd be three uh, totally different things, but hey, we'd make it work. I've, I saw Slayer back in would it be 2009? Okay, or maybe 2010. Um, oh, what's the frontman's name? Is it Tom? Yes, yeah, Tom Mariah. Yeah, I think he'd had the the neck plates just from <laughs> right. like years of headbanging <laughs> so it, it yeah. was sort of like like kerry king was just going for it on guitar and he was up front just like head totally straight he couldn't move yeah. it. it's just yeah after that i think he pretty much stayed stationary until they broke up <laughs> oh i didn't realize they broke up yeah uh one of their last shows was at uh riot fest in 2019 that was their final chicago show they only played a few more dates after that and they were done they called it quits damn no i had no idea yeah i mean was it a, a mutual thing then i take it yeah they were just kind of over i mean their main guitarist passed away in 2013 so uh, uh he uh he was like one of the main songwriters um gary holt from exodus kind of filled in for him throughout those tours after that but i mean they were pretty much done oh that's a shame yeah <laughs> and they're old yeah yeah i mean there is that <laughs> it's like some of my favorite bands from the nineties, I always assume they're going to be around forever. And then I look and they're all in their fifties. It's just, yeah. Right. just sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, uh, that wasn't a pretty intense show. Um, I got a little too close, uh, closer than I want it to be and end up in the mosh pit. And I, I don't, oh, mosh. God. I don't do any of that stuff. And basically what the audience looked like was the poster for the original doom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the audience looked like. And that's what I felt like. So, that was probably, that was actually the last really big show that I did since since then. I haven't been to a show since. 
Oh, wow, really? Yeah, the whole pandemic thing and, and all that. So, What is your all-time favorite show, if you had to pick one? And it's, it's a hard question, but... Mm. Um, one of my favorites was the Super Dragon reunion in 2007. And another one was uh, Guided by Voices. They actually filmed... Uh, wow. They filmed a, DV- a DVD at, at that show. It was called uh, The Shocking Conclusion or The Electrifying Conclusion. And it was supposed to be their last show ever, um, but it wasn't. They <laughs> they just like took a break <laughs> and made 500 albums since then. But that was that was probably one of the one of the best shows I've ever been to. I mean, it's, the front man for those, he, he's notorious for just releasing like an album under a new name and then just drop oh, yeah. it completely. I mean, like, I think in 2020, I think Got It by Voices had four albums to come out. So. <laughs> Jesus. Seriously, I think they're on their second one for this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, What about Worst Gig? The worst show I'd ever been to? I would say 21 Pilots, but uh, they really weren't <laughs> that bad. I, I had a good time when I saw them. Uh, but the worst show, man, I couldn't. I'm going to say one of the worst was probably um, Social Distortion. Okay. Yeah, I like them, but the singer was like really drunk and he didn't care and we didn't care. Mm. So, yeah, it's probably the saddest. <laughs> that was in 17, I think. I remember I, I saw um, Glassjaw did a, a UK tour around 20, 2009, I think. Okay. And I saw them at two venues like a week apart mm-hmm. and one was the worst gig I've ever seen and one was the best gig I've ever seen <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but it's the same it band yeah yeah I, I i saw them twice and both times i've seen them was at riot, riot fest and uh can't i can't remember if i had any strong feelings either way um they were pretty pretty okay they're a bit sort of they can be a bit bipolar with with their live performances it all depends honestly what mood they're in i think sometimes yeah yeah um, like I said, I can't really think of any kind of overly strong feelings. I've seen so many, I mean, if you can count festivals as gigs, you know, I've, yeah. I've seen thousands of, you know, sets, but I really can't, I don't really have too many horrible experiences. Um, I got, I got kicked in the face one time <laughs> taking back <laughs> Sunday and it broke my glasses and gave me a black eye. Um, Jesus. but yeah, that was a, a lady being, uh, uh, crowd surfed against her will and uh God. which was horrifying at a taken back sunday concert but uh, she swung around and her foot just landed straight into my face and that was that was probably the worst gig i think because i got injured <laughs> i mean especially when it's like if it was early into the gig and it's just the whole thing's oh, ruined yeah. after that yeah it was probably about halfway through yeah and i'm a big cry <sighs> i don't like to do things that hurt no <laughs> no <laughs> no you, you... I think that's reserved for Johnny Knoxville and his friends. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'm I'm too big and too uh too fluffy for that. <laughs> <laughs> um should we talk movies for a bit? Yeah. Let's do um, it. Um have you seen anything recently that you you like? Want to talk the about? The most recent film that I saw in theaters was Scream. Scream 5 oh, yeah. or whatever Snap. whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the most recent one, yeah. I'm not sure if we can talk spoilers on that, but yeah. We've already done one with spoilers, so go <laughs> go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm 38, so I was maybe 14, 13 or 14 when the first film came out. So again, I was the 
core demographic for those films. So I grew up yep. loving all of them. Uh, the third one's not that great, uh, but I loved part four. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm, that might be a, a hot take, but I I like part four probably just as much as the first one. Uh, but yeah, this new one really didn't do it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's completely contrasting to myself. I think I, I oh, think I liked it. The fourth one was it. was where I'd, I'd sort of turn off completely at that point. Yeah. Um, but five, I really enjoyed five. I don't yeah. know what it was. I think that I mean, it wasn't part... it wasn't a masterpiece, but it wasn't. No. Uh... Uh, part five is kind of like a remake of part four, in a lot of ways. It'd been a while since I've seen part four, though. To be fair, so I think a lot of the the commentary is very very similar, especially with the the killer or killers or whoever you know. No spoilers, but uh, it's very similar, and that that kind of took it down a few notches for me. Uh, I also I didn't I thought the writing wasn't as sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Williamson's uh you can say what you want about him, but that dude knew how to write a really good, snappy, sarcastic film and the first two and four, you know, the best thing about those movies is the writing. Uh just yeah. in terms of dialogue, you know, not really so much the set pieces, but this movie I thought was very T V. Just kinda Yeah. You know. And it, course, it was the first one without Wes Craven, wasn't it, as well? I right. Think. Yep, yep. Uh Craven passed away a few years back and yeah, you can definitely tell. I don't. I thought it was visually kind of dull, too. Mm, uh, not yeah. to be a, a cinema snob or anything, <laughs> but uh, it was very one note and very small. Like the whole thing really felt real, real television. Like just from a cinematic point of view, like the characters were always really close into the screen, dead center. Yeah, you can tell that it was very um, inexperienced filmmakers who made it, which is cool. You know, I'm not hating them because of that, but it, it's big shoes to fill for Wes Craven. You know. That yeah, that definitely. Um, did you see the new Halloween as well last I, year? I did. Yep i I saw a press screening of that actually a few days oh. before it came out. Yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? Uh, I liked it. It was visceral. You know, really extremely violent. Uh, was it a good movie on its own? Probably not. But I think it was pretty worthy sequel. I I really like the the Halloween remake sequel, whatever they did a few years back, and. Mm. I thought this was again. That's a hot take because most people hate it. The new Halloween, but I thought it was cool. And it seems like it's going to be a, a, a an ongoing project from the cliffhanger and the way that Jamie Lee Curtis just wants to drive it <laughs> into the ground. I think. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would. It's much cooler to be, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, the horror queen, rather than the the yogurt commercial queen. <laughs> <laughs> Paycheck's probably better too. Jamie Lee Curtis from Christmas with the Cranks is probably uh, <laughs> the most uncool Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the sequel that we need. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring a sequel back with, uh, wasn't it Tim Allen in that movie? <laughs> I think it was, yeah, Dan Aykroyd, I think, was in it. Yeah, it was one of those. That's a god-awful movie. Instant classic. <laughs> oh, of course, definitely, for that reason. Um, So what's... 2022 got in store for you then Aaron what are you working on looking forward to um hopefully getting this podcast off the ground uh letting it get some some more viewers the last one we did I had uh, the drummer from failure as a mm. guest uh which was a big thing for me he listened to an episode before and where we me and John were both gushing about failure 
And right after the episode went up, he actually posted a commented on Facebook. It's like, oh, I'd love to join. You know, I'd like to be a guest. So he kind of invited himself. So, <laughs> but uh, guests. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully uh, that kind of takes off a little bit. And we're over here. We're still dealing with COVID. So there's some there's some shows going on, but I don't not really entirely sure if I feel comfortable going to a an area with a whole bunch of people who may or may not be vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've we've had, um, I think, generally gigs around this month and next month. I think the, the general consensus is that bands are just going to postpone um, yeah. for like May, June time. Hmm. But then again, it's like, I've, I've not been to a gig in nearly two years at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Me I am too. itching to get back out there. Not since December. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, who'd you see? Uh, a, a singer called Zuzu. I don't think she's quite got across okay. the pond, but yeah, she's uh, from Liverpool. Pretty cool. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. I I would say uh, something outdoors would probably be okay. I mean, last year they had the festivals here in Chicago, and I had press credentials to get there, but I turned them down. It was kind of heartbreaking oh, wow. to turn them down, but I just didn't feel comfortable. And but uh, I I would feel more comfortable. I think. Out, outdoors rather than some kind of really small overpacked arena or venue or something like that there's a lot of you know this, that's just a bit, bit a bit much i think for me yeah no i think that's fair um i think the good thing about chicago is that you've got a ton of outdoor venues that you, you can use from the yeah. sounds of it anyway yeah it's just super cold right now so it wouldn't be happening well, yeah. <laughs> <I> soon <laughs> but yeah hopefully by the time summer comes we have a better uh grip on what's going on and hopefully they can make it work or hopefully there's somebody um, worth dying to see so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have you got any questions jamie i've, I've been talking non-stop yeah, so many minutes. um i don't know i guess um who who the uh, who are the people to look out for this year? Which kind of bands or films are you really um, looking forward to? Well, uh, as for music, a band I've I've really gotten into lately is uh, a group from Chicago called Horse Girl. Uh, they only have okay. like an EP out and a couple songs, but they're they're getting you know a lot a lot bigger. I think they're on Matador Records, so they're they've been signed to that label, and that's a pretty good size for indie artists, but. Uh, yeah, they're really good. They're kind of like a um, kind of like a shoegaze, but a little bit more probably like '90s alt rock. Uh, that seems to be the new the new fad. All the music that I probably would have liked when I was 15. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, they're probably my favorite right now. It's interesting that things that it seems to be like a 20 year sort of rotation yeah. where things in the '90s are coming back and uh, the same as like weird. fashion and and. Yeah, it makes me feel old. I mean, last year we had a Space Jam sequel. Completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. Uh, but we have a new Scream. We have Space Jam. All the music sounds like the Smashing Pumpkins from 1995. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a weird time to be, to be almost 40. Um, so what about movies? <laughs> No, yeah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> movies um man i don't know i don't uh hopefully hopefully horror kind of kick you know kicks back into a little bit maybe i really don't see scream making slashers popular again like it did 25 years ago or whatever but yeah hopefully it does. 
I uh, I love horror movies and uh, the whole elevated horror thing has been kind of like the trend over here for the past few years. It's made some good movies, but I'm kind of over it. You know what I mean? Like all those real elevated horror movies have the same gimmick. It's like a quiet artsy thing with a twist ending, you know? So we'll see what happens with that. Any chance of a Phantoms remake? No. Uh, uh, Phantoms remake? I would, yeah. I'd be down for that. I actually yeah. like Phantoms. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm one of the yeah. only of 10 people who do, but I yeah. like that movie. Yeah, Ben Affleck is, is great. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's great in that movie. That yeah. whole movie's good. I saw that with my yeah. dad in the theater when it came out, and nice. it was probably like near the opening weekend. I think we were the only people in the theater. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, speaking of you? Affleck, I mean, I know he's mm-hmm. he's he's left the the nest these days, but the new Batman uh, trailer, Aaron. What what do you make of that? I'm just kind of tired. Well, I mean, I like superhero movies. I guess you know as much as the next guy. Uh, I just, I'm just sick of seeing Batman. I'm sick of hearing about it. I don't care. I just they keep <laughs> trying to make me care, and they just can't. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just seems like they try and reinvent him like every five years. Yeah. Like, oh, this, this is the real backstory of, of Bruce Wayne. It's yeah. like we know what the backstory is. We've read the comics. <laughs> we've just, seen, we've seen it in every single movie too yeah. for the past thirty years. And it just keeps getting darker, doesn't it? Why don't they just like bring back a, an Adam West style one? That, that would get yeah. me interested. <laughs> there we go. You know, I think uh, I think Batman and Robin. Well, maybe not Batman and Robin, but I think Batman Forever is kind of kind of aged a little bit better than I was expecting. When you watch Batman Forever, it's completely bonkers. You know, is that but the one with um, Mister Freeze? No, that's that's the worst one. This is the one with uh, Jim Carrey <laughs> is the Riddler. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still at its core an obnoxious Jim Carrey movie, but uh, it kind of balances pretty well with some of the dark and some of the humor. That's what we need. We need a new Batman Forever. <laughs> we need a, a, a comic book movie that feels like a comic book movie, not a, a dark and depressing... Yeah. Like, we'll pick apart this character to death and see what makes him tick. It's like, no, I just want to go and be Have entertained. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I know, I know, David, you're critical of the, the Marvel Marvel movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to the last episode when you was talking about Spider-Man. Um, oh, okay. to be fair, I think my review, I think my cynicism of that film was worse than David's to be honest. Yeah. Which that was surprising. Cause yeah. I know David hates Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but you know, I think I will say uh, with the Marvel movies, at least they kind of know what they are. It might not be your thing or, or, you know, somebody's thing. But when you watch one of those movies, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. It's going to be light. There's going to be an overly CGI ending, you know, with yeah. some kind of space laser shooting directly into the sky. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, you're going to get all, all that. And uh, so, yeah, even though a lot of them are very, very similar, you, know, you have fun. And that's what I think comic book movies should be. Not everything it, yeah. should be the Joker, you know. It's, I mean, the parts in in the latest Spider Man where the three Peters were just laughing around and and, and joking. I I enjoyed those those yeah. scenes. I just can't imagine a scene in in the new Batman where Robert Pattinson and whoever Catwoman is sitting around having a laugh. It's just <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think um, they play those movies so serious, and I think that's what hurts them the most. I mean, 
yeah, we can have violence and darkness and leather and and all that sort of thing. <laughs> but just think about the absurd absurdity of it for a second. You have a grown man wearing a shiny black leather suit <laughs> with a cape, beaten up, possibly killing low grade thugs. How could you not make that and laugh at it? <laughs> his name's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his name is literally Batman. Uh, yeah, uh, well, another thing is kind of like a Twitter joke right now, but Batman's kind of the bad guy. He's the rich guy with all the resources, and you know he's not fighting people that's trying to take over the world. He's fighting like street level thugs who's probably just out trying to feed their families. <laughs> yeah, same reason I don't like don't like Iron Man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. but again, at least Iron Man kind of owns it, though. Yeah. You know, he's not beating up the dude who stole a stereo. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's as much down to um, Robert Downey Jr. just completely owning that character. Yeah, or like not Iron Man a- is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's not acting; he's just on set playing as himself. So he's probably kind of, probably kind of a bad actor, I guess, if you want to put it to you that way. Yeah. Much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people uh, were upset over the casting for this Batman movie, but like, man, who cares? These people yeah. are all fine. I mean, the Twilight movie sucks, but that kid can act, so no, no hate. It's strange me. that Christian Stewart's a similar trajectory to Pattinson, that she's now got these renowned roles and she's getting good reviews. And it's just like, yeah, maybe they were good actors and we just, they were just yeah, a was- terrible written movie yeah there you go i mean most movies are terrible if it's you know mainstream movies most of them are terrible but that's why we like them so it's not the actor's fault i actually watched <laughs> that movie with kristen stewart where she plays uh princess princess die diana i watched yep. that movie because the dude from radiohead did the score uh so i wanted this to hear the the music for the movie it wasn't bad it wasn't my thing but it was pretty good i think that's the one where she's got the 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 amazing reviews for a performance as yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe she could play Batman next time. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It's about time. <laughs> 2022. Yeah. It's about time we had a female Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not Batgirl. She needs yeah. to play Batman. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Stewart is James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So being that you guys are, you know, you guys are British. Are you big James Bond fans? No, Not particularly. No, no. Pers- no personally, it. anyway. Yeah, if it's on, I'll watch it, but it's not yeah. something I look out for. Yeah, I, I there's a um, huge fan. A, a friend in our circle of friends. He he's just a, a, a super fan, like the definition of super fan. He saw the latest yeah. one like seven times at the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I I'm sorry I had to ask that stereotypical question. That is fine. (laughs) Before getting on here, I was like, don't ask about James Bond. Don't make any British jokes. (laughs) Don't have to bring up that you like Monty Python. (laughs) Go for it. Um, We are sadly coming up on time. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, Just quickly, anything you want to plug? Um, uh, Check out beardedgentlemanmusic.com. There's a bunch of fantastic writers there uh, doing a bunch of really cool things. Uh, the podcast, Crush Monocle Podcast, is me and John. Um, we're just two goofballs laughing and making fun of ourselves. And uh, it's really good. It's a good listen. It's good fun. And uh, other than that, man, support indie content makers. <laughs> and Indeed, thank you for yeah. having me on. 
Uh, oh no, it's a oh, pleasure. No, it's a pleasure. Yeah, really is. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. Very much. If you need a guest on uh, Chris Monocle, you you reach out. Slide yeah, into our absolutely. DMs. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be here. Perhaps not so yeah. much, David. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll email David and tell him not not you. Hey, yeah. uh, your friend from the podcast, uh, can, can you line him up for a guest? Oh, we don't have room for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Excellent the third stuff. wheel. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, on it, all the best, Aaron. Thanks so much for giving your time. Yeah. Oh man, thank you for having me. Love the show, love the show, and continue listening. Except for this one, because I hate the sound of my own voice. (laughs) This will be the best one. So, (laughs) yeah, a thousand likes incoming. Oh, okay. (laughs) Twenty-one pilots up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we like to hear. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers, mate. All the best. All right, bye. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. Bye. Bye.